BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Hey, Claude, H-Y-D. Hey, guys. Happy Monday. Hey, Jax. How you doing? Um, I'm wow. doing good. Wow. Wow. You want to hear something so weird? Sure. Is it weirder than I- the fact that you slammed me for how you doing and now you just pick it up like it's nothing? I feel like H-Y-D is something that feels good to say, but not good to hear. So I understand why like, you want to say it. But you know what? Like, if you were saying something that just made you feel so good and special and, like, heard, um, and you were enjoying yourself, like, I just don't see a scenario in which I would rain on your parade. Um, so I made the decision a few days ago, a very bad decision, to sleep in a pair of biker shorts. Okay. And I have literal bruises. Like, the the tight elastic, like, on the bottom around my thigh has left, like, two circular spherical bruises where, like, now I'm sitting and I feel pain. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's weird, but I feel like it sort of makes sense because I feel like someone who would stop their sister from saying, hi, Dern, is just someone who might fall asleep in biker shorts and therefore have have pain. Well, what had happened was I was so turned up from our GNI that I kind of just like fell asleep in, in like random shit that I wouldn't have normally fallen asleep in. But um, Jackie, Margo, and I had a GNI girls' night in on Friday, and we recorded a fabulous Patreon video that you're we all really able to watch. We did. It's taken me all weekend to get it done because I was so hungover from GNI on Saturday. Yesterday, I made the video, but then my computer froze, so I had to do it again. It's ready to go. It'll be up by the time this episode goes up. So definitely enjoy it. We made a flatbread. We're drinking. We're chilling. Um, it's good times. I think a, a lot of people are out of quarantine. Um, so I don't know if you can really relate to what we're going through. But um, no, it, honestly, like this video needs a trigger warning because it'll remind you of what quarantine was. Yeah, like trying to make fetch happen. That should be the title of the video. <laughs> Yeah, but we actually really did have a nice time, and we had such a fun night, and I was so hungover on Saturday. No, it ended up being fabulous, but, like, we were, you know, quarantined. We were. We definitely, definitely were. So that'll be up today. That'll be fun. Um, New week. New us. New, New week, same us, really. Yeah, no, nothing's different. I'm just like a little puffier. Um, I got a few more pimples. I got a hairier mustache. And that's that on that. But we have now entered the two-week countdown to my special. June 30th, Disgraced Queen, my comedy special, my first ever, my debut comedy special is coming out. It's available that's for crazy. pre-order. 
I know. It's on iTunes. So if you click the link in my bio or you just search Disgraced Queen on iTunes, it'll show up. I would really appreciate the pre-order. I just appreciate all the support. Like, you could love it. You could hate it. I don't care. Just, like, buy it, you know? And I'm really excited about it. Like, honestly, like, we announced so early on. I just can't even fathom, like, that it's coming up. I know. That's, I know it's been hard for you to, like, have an announcement and then not something, like, tangible. But growth. So painful, Jackie. You have no idea what it's like. Like, I just want people to watch it. I know, but like, it'll be here soon enough. Honestly, time is just flying by. It's absolutely insane that we're in the middle of June. July is upon us and we've not got much to show for it. Yeah, like remember when um, this whole thing started and we were like, by my birthday, my birthday is July 10th. We're like, we'll be out of this. And now it's like very possible. I'm going to have a semi-quarantine birthday. No, we'll get out for your birthday. But if we don't, we will be like doing GNI making flatbread in my kitchen kill me like just kill me and you know what like so many birthdays have like flew by in quarantine it was like your husband and my husband but it's like husbands it's like birthdays don't aren't like that important for boys but like you know like for me it's like I know that technically me and Ben both are gonna have birthdays like in the same maybe quarantine but like for me it seems like such a bigger deal maybe I'm just like so self-obsessed but I just feel like old man old men like your birthdays aren't as important yeah I also think like you just have a better track record of having of throwing a fun birthday party for yourself and like making it fun for everyone else versus Ben, like he's had some stinkers. Some doozies. Yeah, no, I mean, I do love a theme and I had so many good ideas. I was actually for this birthday that never ended up happening. I was going to revamp, um, a party that I did a few years ago, which was fabulous. It was the hoedown theme, but I didn't really like, um, build out the theme that much it was just like I was limited in my budget and everyone just like showed up in costumes and I had like I had ordered like 10 bales of hay from like a farm upstate and they were like so confused why they were delivering to a bar in New York but they did it and that was like the extent of my decor and I was really planning on like having a more elevated one this year with like a country cover band and like true decorations um but I never I never got to it so I guess it'll have to be good old, wait how old are you 26 Oh my God, wow. I haven't even thought about that. That is so old. Um, I guess it'll be lucky 27. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's cool. That'll be fun. Uh, this weekend, aside from being hungover, I continued to watch Real Houses of Potomac. I'm in the middle of season three. Uh, I've met Candace and like Karen Huger, you know, owes millions to the government. And I'm just like so shook at the fact that like, the words grand dom continue to be associated with her name and she is the most delusional housewife of all time. It's literally, it's, it, and you know what? And that's like a big accomplishment because the housewives are delusional. It's infuriating. No, it's like she makes Sonia Morgan look like no time has passed. Like she's got it together. No, it, that's what I was saying. Um, but maybe you didn't understand like a few weeks, like maybe last week when we were talking about it, like she infuriates me. And like, I love that she's so hilarious, but like she holds everyone to like the craziest standard of accountability when it's like her whole time on the show has been a farce. I don't know. But then when I think about it, it's like, she actually doesn't really come for anyone about their stuff. Like she, like whenever like Pete, like Ashley is always, she, she's the fucking queen of accountability. And Karen never really brings up people's dirty laundry, probably because she has so much. No, I meant, like, accountability, like, in society. Like, you have to act a certain way, be a certain way. Like, she's the grand dom, and it's, yeah, like, That was just you're... really the first season, though. She was like that. Well, now she just kind of takes the back seat. Also, the scene where they go to Nima Colon, which we obviously have to go there because it looks so, like, farm chimney, and Ashley steals her wig and puts it on. Kern, that was the craziest scene. 
I was on the floor. She um, really looked like her. <laughs> what do you think of Candace? Because I actually really like her and a lot of people don't. Like I'm alone in liking her. So I know that like, I, and I'm confused because right now I do like her. I do. Um, but I don't love her like I feel as though I should considering like she's Miss America, like she's so cute. And I'm starting to think like, so I don't understand how she is on this show and not her mom who pays for everything. Like it makes totally sense. And she's really so young. I don't know how old she is, but she seems even younger than Monique. And mm-hmm. she doesn't like her husband, her mom pays for her house with her husband. Like, I feel like we're watching this woman's storyline of, Oh, I'm still paying for my kids. Like, why like her her mom is like is very affluent and successful like why isn't she the one on this show like Candace really feels like a touch too young they do that a lot um on Housewives because for the most part like the people who watch Bravo specifically Housewives it's a lot it's an older demographic like we were just talking over the weekend I said to Margo I'm like have you ever watched an episode of Real Housewives like ever and she said she's never seen one minute like the young kids don't watch it and eventually like it's gonna age out so they always throw in like a leah like someone younger to like bring the audience demographic potentially down and that's what i feel like they did with candace and monique but i agree like i hate 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 when people um like their whole storyline is like money from their parents like it's just so boring like i like people who have financial freedom yeah okay i just looked her up she's actually not that young she just i guess seems really young oh how old is she she's 33 now so when i'm watching this she's probably like 31 or 30. that's perfect like there was um kim solsiak was on real housewives of atlanta like nobody realized because she like wears so much makeup but she's actually she was actually like in her young 30s when she started yeah you know who's super young ashley like ashley but she has an older husband she seems more mature yeah, and she is, and she is really mature. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm just not sold on Candace yet, and yeah, it's just. But like, I know that there's nothing. I don't dislike her at all. I'm just like when I met Monique, I was like this. Like Monique is one of my favorite housewives of all time. Like Fabulous. she just has, she's just firing in all cylinders. She has it all. Oh my god, so funny. Jackie and I, um, we were on Facetime. Like Jackie was calling me about um some. Potomac stuff and so many of the husbands are involved in sports and it's hard to know like you could be in sports and like literally make 200 million dollars or you could be like a bench warmer and you can make like 500 grand so it's like there's no just be sometimes like you just say that you work in sports and it's very ambiguous so Ben is like really into sports and we were like rattling off names like who have you heard of like who do you think is we're like then yeah like would it make sense for Eddie Jordan's wife to like get divorced from him yet still live in the nicest house of all the women in Potomac and he said it's possible probably like Ben knew like his coaching career and he Ben said that he's probably like super super rich then we asked if he knew Juan Dixon and he said he never heard of him and Ben is like a huge from the time like it's not like maybe he played before Ben's time like Ben was at every Knicks game like when he was nine like he is obsessed so like if he doesn't know someone in the NBA like they weren't good yeah so he didn't know Juan Dixon and he said Chris Samuel sounded very very familiar but Ben only like recently got really really into football so Got it. Well, so I did the same thing with Zach. I asked him, I was like, do you know who Eddie Jordan is? He's like, yeah, NBA coach. I was like, do you know who Juan Dixon is? He's like, I watch Real Housewives of Potomac. (laughs) I was like. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. So funny. I was like, okay, well, he watched season one. So I was like, do you know Chris Samuels? And he was like, yes, but he didn't know him from Potomac, but he knows him from the field. So it's all good. Well, that is my favorite thing to do. Like if I'm in a room with like men and they're talking about sports, I'm like, 
can you believe how many touchdowns Croy Bierman scored last week? Like, I'm always just trying You're to like see none. if, no, yeah, I'm always trying to see if, like, the housewife husbands who play sports, like, are that good. Because on the show, they, of course, their wives are always hyping them up. But, you know, what happens on the field is the truth, you know? So I always, like, I'm like, was Croy Bierman any good? And Croy Bierman, um, he, like, had a sad end of his career. But for a while at Atlanta, he was, like, popping. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, can you just talk for five minutes? My air conditioning is on this minutes. timer. Sorry, That's it's like a long 15 time. seconds. Just yeah, talk. I could talk for I could talk for 15 seconds about my love of Real Housewives of Potomac. If you haven't watched yet, it's all on Hulu. I've gotten a lot of messages asking where I'm watching all the seasons. They're all free to stream on Hulu. So head over there and sign on. Get entertained. It's so good. It's really so good. I, um, I'm really excited to catch up because I've avoided all spoilers, except I know that Monique has baby at some point. Um, so I just want to know like where everyone's at. I won't even look at them on Instagram because I don't want to know like who has a new last name. Like, yeah, no, that's the hardest part of, um, watching something late is not being able to look at the people's Instagrams. Like that is my cross to bear. Anytime I finish a show, I like roll over, go on my Instagram and like see what the people are up to. It's always like a little anticlimactic. I don't think a lot of the spoilers, Potomac is great because the spoilers don't have a lot to do with like the relationships, like the marriages. Okay. It's like crazier shit happens. Interesting. Well, I look forward to finishing it. Um, hopefully. Yeah. So there's four seasons done and then the new season premieres soon, right? Yeah, they're pushing it back, obviously, because of uh, yeah, COVID. Okay, well, but I'll be I ready. do hope I'll be I do hope that it. they're filming during this um time because I feel like they'll have really interesting insight into you know George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, I'm just curious to hear what they say since they're all like super smart. Yeah, well, things are getting back to filming. I was on um now, like my Instagram is sort is like becoming like there's paparazzi photos, like people I saw like John Legend was on set for a music video this weekend. Like LA opened up like filming on Friday. So I think things oh. are gonna start to to return. One can only Fingers hope. Crossed. Yeah. So um, we're going to do a fabulous show. I have a little bit uh, to share in the TV recap segment. I watched The King of Staten Island and I have so many thoughts. Like, like there's not enough time for my thoughts. Um, and since it's Monday, we are now going to assign our Toast Movie of the Week that we're going to recap on Friday. And so many people recommended this movie. Um, and we never turned down an opportunity to watch Michael B. Jordan. So we are going to watch Just Mercy, which they have made free on a bunch of streaming services for the month of June. So it should be super easy for you guys to find. It came, like, it was probably the most recommended one that we got. Um, and I'm re- I have no idea what it's about. Like, I'm just going to watch it. I love doing that. And I'm so excited. So we'll recap it on Friday. If you have time this week, make sure to find two hours to watch it. I've heard it's fabulous. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. So? So I think now it's time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's true, Jackie. But allow me just a moment to express myself because I have this sinking feeling, you know? Like, I would – it's like a feeling of, like – remission like um like de- devastation and, and it's like an element of like heartbrokenness I'm not gonna lie not to be dramatic yeah um and it's coming from the fact that I haven't been able to tell everyone it's like major secret that today's episode is brought to you by liquid IV an easy healthy solution for dehydration one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone each serving provides as much hydration as two to three bottles of water plus vitamin c b3 b5 b6 and b12 
Proper hydration is crucial for your immune system and can boost your immunity. More vitamin C than an orange and has as much potassium as a banana. Um, what we love most about Liquid IV is that they're on a mission to change the world. They're donating 2.3 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Believe it or not, dehydration occurs in three out of four people, which leads to daily headaches, dizziness, brain fog, muscle fatigue, muscle cramps, dry skin, and more. To stay hydrated with water alone, you'd have to drink eight full eight ounce glasses of water a day, but thankfully there's liquid IV, the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Um, what makes it so effective is the CTT, cellular transport technology. The optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium delivers water and nutrients into the bloodstream. It's a perfect balance to help you hydrate more quickly and effectively than water alone. One stick of liquid IV in a 16 ounce of water can give you as much hydration as two or three bottles of plain water. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Target, Whole Foods, and Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code TOAST to check out. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code T-O-A-S-T. You can also find them nationwide at Target, Whole Foods, or Costco. Love it. All right, Sign let's on, dive. get hydrated. Let's dive right in. We have, some, we have some stories for you today. First story, big story. Vanderpump Rules alum Stassi Schroeder is pregnant, expecting her first child with fiance Bo Clark. Stassi Schroeder's life goes on with or without Vanderpump Rules. The Bravo alum is pregnant and expecting her first child with her fiance Bo Clark. Us Weekly can exclusively reveal. Stassi covered her baby bump with a long cardigan while picking up food with Bo in LA on Friday, June 12th. News of the reality star's pregnancy comes four days after she was fired from Vanderpump Rules following eight seasons on the show. My jaw like hit the floor. Like, first of all, what a crazy time to like just have happened to have gotten pregnant, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't like there, I just have so many questions here. Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, first of all, have they actually confirmed it? No, this is Us Weekly reporting it, but I do feel like Us Weekly is right for some reason. I just don't feel like there, people have like fake pregnancy rumors flying around in the middle of a uh, firing Scandal. like this. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, I was shocked. Um, definitely a plot twist, but I'm really happy for her. And obviously there's a lot going on in her career right now, but like major personal milestones like this, it just puts things into perspective about like what's important in life. And I'm glad that she has some joy at this time. Um, yeah. Like, I know that a lot of people don't necessarily feel bad for her. And regardless of, you know, what she did to get herself in this position, like, when the whole world, like, hates you and turns its back on you, like, it's it, it's devastating. Like, we have been there. And even though, like, we had things that we had to be held accountable for, like, th- you can't even describe to a person, like, what that feeling is like. You feel so isolated, so alone, so depressed. And so the fact that, like, Stassi has something to look forward to and it's, like, a really, really big deal, like, that, like, just saved her entire, like, mental health. Like, it's, it's like, it's fabulous, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's really good happy news. It kind of reminds me of, like, how I got engaged, like, the same day we got canceled. And, like, it just kind of put life into perspective for a minute where it's, like, this is what's important, like, love and, and family and I'll be okay. Yeah, I just, like, cannot get over the timing. Like, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. And just, like, got pregnant during quarantine. Like, another baby right. in the queue. Like, this is when we're about to start to hear about them. Yeah, and I'm curious, um, 
like how far along she is because a lot of people were citing her podcasts from quarantine where she was talking about like her and Bo trying shrooms for the first time and like drinking. So she has to be pretty early. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to assume that it's true because I can't imagine this would be fake news, you know? So I'm going to operate under the guise that it's true. Us Weekly reported it. And normally I wouldn't like wholeheartedly trust Us Weekly, but then like every other news outlet, Daily Mail, E! Online, like they reported it as fact based on Us Weekly. So this is either how rumors get started or just how the news works. I'm not sure. And I don't know if she'll confirm it until we see like a huge bump because she's not really speaking out right now. Yeah, but she did step out. Uh, Did you see the pictures? Yeah, I mean, she obviously like hired some sort of crisis PR because things have turned around quite a bit in the last week. She was seen paparazzi. Like that was obviously staged. That always happens. That's fine. Um, She has this pregnancy announcement. There have been like a few articles um, just like about how devastated she is. So she's obviously now trying to get back out there or at least start the process because her and Kristen have definitely hired some sort of um, management. Yeah, well, regardless, I'm happy for her. Happy news. Happy news. Are you ready for some other happy news? And you know what? A cancellation like this obviously is when you're going through it horrible, but you learn so much about yourself, about life, about the world. And honestly, like it's terrible when you're going through it, but like, I at least feel like we became such better people because of it. Like as much as I wish that it didn't happen, I'm actually grateful in a lot of ways that it did because it totally changed me as a person. Like in a matter of months, I became so much more like sensitive and empathetic and just it really changed me and honestly that's a great kind of growth to go through before becoming a mom 1000 percent, i couldn't agree more so i I know she doesn't see it that way right now probably no it's hard to but i think eventually that she will i do think so yeah um outer banks is chase stokes confirms he's dating his co-star madeline klein chase stokes and madeline klein played popular couple john b and sarah cameron on the netflix series obx so John B. and Sarah Cameron are dating in real life. If you watch OBX, this is news is everything of the sort. He confirmed the romance with her on social media. He shared photos from the couple's beach date on Instagram, along with the caption, cats out of the bag. Then she wrote in the comments section of his post saying, topper punching the air right now, and I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> oh my, that's so cute. Can I just say that I posted this on our Instagram to like update our followers, and I thought everyone in the world like watched OBX. So many of our listeners and followers were like, who are these people? I kind of like thought that was going to happen. Cause even when I saw the picture the first time, like it's not like the most obvious thing ever. Um, and then I, yeah, not everyone did watch OBX. A lot of people don't understand, still don't know like what we're talking about. It's a show that came out on Netflix while we were in quarantine. It's really good. It's kind of, it gives me like last song vibes. And oh, it gives two, me like national treasure vibes. But it also gives me where the crawdads sing vibes. Mm. And the two main characters who are in a relationship in the show are now dating in real life. And honestly, at the time where we just lost Lily and Cole, this was exactly what we needed. And we are getting a second season of OBX. And as we've said here many, many times on the show, like if our main characters are truly in love and they're dating in real life and on the show, like it elevates the chemistry. It elevates, it elevates every element of the show. So I'm not only looking forward to season two OBX just because like it's a good show, but also because like I know that their love is real now, like when they're in the Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm excited to see knowing that their love is real because I definitely felt like their friendship was real before, but it's an ensemble cast, so anybody could really be mixed up with someone else. 
Yeah, and honestly, like, if I just happened to find myself on the OBX cast, like, I would definitely be trying to date JJ. Like, I think he's so cute. I know everyone, like, dies for John B., but he is just, like, not my cup of tea. What? Oh, between John B. and JJ, I, like, JJ is not for me. I definitely thought John B. was cuter. When the show started, I thought that, like, JJ and John B. should have been switched characters. Like, to me, JJ was, like, the obvious star, but I guess, like, to nobody else. No, not to me. Not to me. JJ was, like, perfect for JJ. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I would go on a date with either of them. I'm just looking at things through a critical eye. Yeah, no. They're, they're all very handsome. It's a very handsome, handsome crew. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great show. Like, I actually um, really enjoyed myself while watching it, which is a feeling it's fleeting in quarantine. Like, things just don't give me joy anymore, you know? It's really <laughs> pathetic. So I miss that, like, week where I watched OBX, and Ben was really into it, too. So, like, we got to do something as a couple. It was good. Aw, date night. Yeah. So sweet. Okay, you ready for our next story? Is it, um, is it the story that's brought to you by Noom? Yes. Oh, thank God. That would have been embarrassing. That would have been really tragic. This third story is brought to you by Noom. Getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a magic number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. If fitting into your favorite pair of jeans is your goal, great. But there are many reasons you might want to practice self-care and every person is different. Noom is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. It's based in psychology, so Noom is going to teach you why you do the things you do, and it empowers you with the tools you need to break habits and replace them with better ones. Noom is not a diet. It is an easy and healthy and easy to stick to way of life. On Noom, no food is considered good, bad, or off limits. They just teach you moderation, and it can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing diets if you want. Noom doesn't tell you what not to do. Sorry, Noom doesn't tell you what to do and what not to do. It teaches you how to look inside your own mind and make better decisions for yourself. I feel like you can apply this to like all elements of your life, but health in particular, like once you realize like patterns and like, it's not always just like the physical act of eating. It's like a lot of the like mental structure. It's like, why do I do X? And, and just Noom like totally tackles it from a psychological perspective, which is super interesting. Um, they have one of the biggest and most accurate food databases available that lets you track meal habits, visualize portion sizes, and see calorie density at a glance. We are all strapped for time, so Noom just asks you to commit to 10 minutes a day for yourself. If you go off track, there's no shaming, just hit tips to help you get back on track. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. What do you have to lose? Visit noom.com slash toast to start your trial today. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. Sign on. Feel great. Okay, next story. Really sweet news from Barbara Streisand, who is gifting George Floyd's daughter with Disney stock. George Floyd's six-year-old daughter is Disney's newest stockholder thanks to a generous gift from singer Barbara Streisand. Gianna Floyd thanked Streisand on her Instagram account on Saturday and posted a series of photos displaying the Disney letter and certificate she received in the mail from the 10-time Grammy Award winner. Quote, thank you at Barbara Streisand for my package. I am now a Disney stockholder, thanks to you. She wrote alongside a photo of her smiling with the certificate. Streisand also gave Gianna two copies of her studio albums, My Name is Barbara and Color Me Barbara from 1965 and 1966, respectively. A little shameless self-promotion. Love to see it. This is such, I mean, a generous gift and so sweet and good on Barbara Streisand. 
Yes, stock is such like a fabulous gift because like it like it obviously increases and decreases in value, but it's like a very um like long term like sturdy gift. You know what I mean? Yes, especially Disney stock. I feel as though will go the distance. You're always yeah. like wanting stock for your birthday, and everyone's like, no. Literally, everyone's like, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, whatever you would spend on a gift, like, just give me in stock. And everyone literally, like, laughs in my face. I just don't, like, actually know logistically how. I guess because I could do that. Like, I'm going to start looking for a birthday gift for you soon. Like, maybe I'll just get stock instead. But, like, how do I buy stocks and give them to to you? You go to the stock store. You're lying. And you say hi. No, I'm kidding. You go to, like, uh... You go to StockX. You go to StockX. StockX is where they sell shoes. You go to StockX, you buy shoes, and you give them to your sister for her birthday. You take the subway to the New York Stock Exchange, and you stand on the platform, and you're like, hey, I would like to exchange some stocks. And they're like, you want to exchange your socks? No, my stocks. And I think that's how it goes. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not getting you stocks for your birthday if that's what it takes. If If it requires human interaction, I'm out. I feel that. I definitely think, all jokes aside, you could buy some stocks online. I just don't know, like, where do you get the certificate? No. Yeah, like, uh, where do you print them? Do you, maybe you make a little thing on Etsy. Oh, for sure. You buy stocks in someone's name, and then you make just, like, a card on Etsy that's like, you are the new stockholder. Right, because I actually um, play around a lot on Robinhood, and I have, like, since they started, this is not an ad, but since they started sponsoring our show, like, I've used it, because TPG, like, re- and everything TPG says, like, I just do, um, he yeah. really recommended it as, like, a great way to, like, invest in small amounts, and they don't send me certificates when I buy stock. Right, and then how do you buy stock and just put them, like, give them to someone else? Logistically, Robinhood is, like, just one-to-one. You can't include anyone else. Right. So, um, Barbara Streisand figured it out and she bought it for Gianna and it's very Well, back to that. Yeah. It's super, super sweet. A really thoughtful gift. And I just feel like in a lot of ways, I know that it feels like the country is like so divided and there's like lots of turmoil, but I feel like in a lot of ways, this tragedy is also bringing out the good in people. Like it's hard to look at it through that lens, but I feel like for our own sanities, like we have to look at it through that lens. And this is really sweet. So many people stepping up. Like we reported Kanye last week and everyone's just like wanting to help the families. And I just think it's great. Like, of course I wish that it didn't have to happen, but, um, it did happen. And I think it's really cool that a lot of people are stepping up to like be there and offer services, pay legal fees. It's, it's wonderful. Yes, I agree. Well, this next story is exciting because we're kind of getting back to our usual um, storytelling because Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott were spotted leaving an LA hotspot after a night out. And like, just to see a celebrity in a paparazzi photo holding up their jacket, like you don't know what that does for my soul right now after months of being deprived of that. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott both enjoyed an evening out on Saturday in LA. The parents to two-year-old daughter Stormy were photographed leaving the nice guy separately, with Jenner shielding her face from the paparazzi as she walked out of the hotspot in black heels and a black jacket. Travis Scott, who was dressed in a black t-shirt and black pants, was spotted hopping into an awaiting car, covering his face with a bottle. So also, like, are they together again? I just, I do think they're friends and they're, and they're good co-parents, and also they just, like, wanted to have a night out because they can and they should and they would. Yeah, no, I have so many questions about this incident. Like, one, restaurants in LA are open. Yes, that's what I'm seeing. Like, um, I'm seeing paparazzi, like people going like to catch LA. It just opened, according to just Jared. Um, and I'm like, I'm so, I'm so happy for LA. Know that I am. Um, I'm just like so jealous. 
And then in terms of Kylie and Travis, I feel like there's been so many conflicting rumors for like the last two years, like since Stormy was born about are they together? Are they not together? And we never really get confirmation like because Kylie's not on Kardashians and that's usually where they clear up rumors. Um, But she's not really on it and she doesn't put her personal life out there. So we never really know. So it's my understanding that like they actually haven't been together in a while, but they're really good friends. Maybe they like, you know, kiss every now and then. Like why not? A lonely night. But I just think that like, they like being spotted together. They like being co-parents. They love Stormy. You know what they are? They're family. Exactly. It's like her going out to dinner with Scott Disick. Yeah. It's like he's a member of her family and vice versa, and they're just there for each other, whether they're romantically entangled or not. Was anyone else around? Like, was Stoss there? Was it truly just the two of them? I feel like that'll add some context. Page Six only has photos of the two of them getting into... Mm the cars and you know what like it's been a dry season for the kardashians they need some you know some tabloid drama so if people are questioning like are kylie and travis together that's like harmless gossip yeah and i think we'll be asking ourselves that question we'll ask we'll be asking our children that question like for a long time to come i hope to be asking my children that question and they're gonna be like mom what the fuck are you talking about yeah no it's gonna be fabulous it's super cute Okay, fifth and final story, an amazing story. Nickelodeon Pride tweet hints that SpongeBob SquarePants is gay. Yes! I, I love this. This is so fabulous. A Pride Month tweet from the official Nickelodeon Twitter account has the internet believing SpongeBob SquarePants is not just a happy guy. Quote, celebrating Pride with the LGBTQ plus community and their allies this month and every month, the Kids Network tweeted out Saturday afternoon, along with rainbow embossed art of the beloved sea sponge, along with Cora from The Legend of Cora, who's bisexual, and the transgender actor Michael D. Cohen from Henry Danger. Fans of the nautical cartoon, which began airing in 1999, have long suspected SpongeBob to be gay in one 2002 episode called Rockabye Bivalve. SpongeBob and his best friend Patrick parent an abandoned scallop like a married couple. The internet quickly embraced the newly out character. Okay. I have so many thoughts. First of all, happy Pride Month to all our LGBTQ plus toasters. The toast believes love is love. We see you. We hope you have a great Pride Month. I'm so sorry that Pride is canceled because it is the best weekend of the year. Um, it but it's not canceled in our hearts. It's not canceled no, in our hearts. It's not. Um, when we were kids, like, People used to say it as a joke, like, Spongebob's gay. But you know what? I feel like them actually, like, confirming he's a gay character. Like, I just can't imagine, like, what that does for, like, a kid watching Spongebob who, like, knows that he's gay. And he's just, like, used to seeing, like, only, like, straight kids on TV and all of his TV shows. Like, it's all very, like, generically heterosexual. I'm like, I just can imagine, like, what that does for a kid's self-esteem to know that, like, Spongebob, who's, like, even in my day, was, like, iconic. Like, he was he's just an everything. Everything of the sort. To know that he's gay, like, I just can't imagine what that does for the self-esteem of, like, kids who are gay. Yeah. I, I, I think it's fabulous. I think it's so fabulous. I, I love that they're sharing this with us. Like, this is, this is beautiful. Claudia, yeah, beautiful. and it was just, it's beautiful. And it was just, like, a really, like, classy announcement, you know? Yes. Like, definitely so tasteful. SpongeBob approved. I cannot believe Spongebob's still on the air. Let me just say that. I know. Well, Spongebob will live on forever in the memes. Like, the Spongebob memes kill me. They kill fucking, me. They kill me. There's a, there's a Spongebob meme for every emotion in the book. So true, Jack. So true. So, 
it's just, I love it. Fabulous. That is my simple request. All things fabulous, bigger and better and best. I need something inspiring to help me get along. I need a little fabulous. Is that so wrong? That was good. Very, very on pitch. Thank you, Claudia. I put my heart into it. <laughs> Once you guys see my comedy special, you're going to understand all my jokes. Faux pre-order on iTunes. You could click the link in my bio on Instagram. Disgrace Queen is the name of my special. Type it into iTunes and pre-order it. Ooh. Was that our fifth and final? That was our fifth and final, just like a little happy pride news. And I just feel like that's what we all really needed. I know. It's honestly like COVID is just disgraceful and taking pride away, which is just so much fun. Like I've been to pride in LA and New York and it's just like, it's the best. And I just can't believe like, we're not going to have that. People are really going to like go crazy because it's not right. Like where is pride? It's not right. COVID is, COVID is disgraceful. COVID is disgraceful. Like I said it. I said what I said. She said what she said. Um, speaking of pride really quickly, I made an amazing call to you and you agreed with me. And I just want to, again, put it on this platform just in case like anyone copies it. And then it's like, I was saying here saying it first. Um, Rain on Me by uh, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande is fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. And Lady Gaga has been very vocal about her, her love for Drag Race. She's been on multiple times. Um, even one time when they were introducing all the contestants for the first episode, she walked in pretending to be a drag queen. And for a second, everyone thought she was a, like a drag queen. And then they realized it was Lady Gaga. And I just feel like her music, specifically Rain On Me, is very heavily influenced by RuPaul. Um, because RuPaul has released music for years. And it's all very, um, it's like its own genre of like, gay pop and he really utilizes like the the um the god voice you know it's like rain on me and that's like his thing and i just i think it's fabulous that lady gaga was inspired by him and i don't feel like enough people are making that connection so i just want to say like rain on me sounds a lot like rupaul spot on i found that to be spot on and jackie never likes my calls so that's how you know it's a decent call i think it's a great call and um i'm i'm unbiased when it comes to your calls I just you know you you, I, you don't like you think they're good because you like me or think they're bad because you hate me like you just see <laughs> them for what they are <laughs> the call I call the calls as they come in I call it as I see it I call it as I see it okay well those What's are the fast side stories um uh let me give you a little more context okay you call me a whore call it as I see it mm, didn't help Katie Maloney and Lala, Vanderpump Rules oh, in the yeah, back of yeah. Sir. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay, TV, TV recap segment coming at you, brought to you by Legacy Box. Tons of DMs asking me about this, wanting another read, and so I got it for you because it's a fabulous gift for Father's Day. Um, okay, so Legacy Box is a super simple mail-in service to have all your videotapes, old camcorder tapes, film reels, pictures digitally preserved onto a thumb drive dvd or in the cloud so if you have your favorite memories with your dad you took a trip you had a moment and all of those photos you can't get like those videos off your camcorder you put it in a box you send it to legacy box they digitally preserve it for you you can get it in a thumb drive in the dvd you can get it on the cloud um and it's a fabulous gift for father's day i feel like dads who are like so sentimental like will love this so we're here reminding you that father's day is fast approaching and if you don't know what you're getting for your dad 
and they have boxes or bins of old home videos and photos in storage. You can ensure that your family's legacy is digitally preserved so it can be passed down just in a matter of weeks. It's fabulous. Um, they help bring new life to your old media by unlocking trapped family memories and putting them in a modern digital format that's easy to use. It's the best way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. The, start, the process from start to finish is so easy. You pack and send it, their team digitizes everything by hand, and then you enjoy. You get back perfectly preserved digital copies on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud, ready to watch, share, and enjoy. Plus, they keep you up to date with regular email updates throughout the digitizing process. They're the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos, and they've helped over 750,000 families digitally preserve their past. You can rediscover your glory days by digitizing these irreplaceable heirlooms with Legacy Box. Win the favorite kid award this Father's Day and give dad a present he'll never forget. And if you want to get it for dad, we have a fabulous offer for you, so check it out. Get started preserving your family's legacy today. Go to LegacyBox.com toast to get an incredible 50% off your first order. Buy today to take advantage of this exclusive offer and send in when you're ready. Legacy Box is great for you or for someone you love. Go to LegacyBox.com toast and save 50% while supplies last. Love it. Sign on. Okay. Get your memories right. So over the weekend, I had planned to, and I, it's weird that I like make a plan and then I actually do it. Me and Ben wanted to watch King of Staten Island and we purchased it because it was supposed to be in theaters and it was $20. And I was like, damn, that's a lot. That's maybe the most I've ever spent on a rental, but you know what? I'm, I'm wanting to support the industry and I was okay. Yeah, and that. that's two movie theater tickets. You know, it's, if you had no, seen it in theaters. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's actually less. not. But I just think if I was in a theater and like, if a movie is like eh, in the theater, but like you have popcorn and like the vibe, it doesn't bother me as much. But like in my own bed, like don't waste my time. A hundred percent. And I hate to say it because like, I really champion Pete Davidson. Like I want him to be successful, but like this movie was not good. And I just, I hate to be so negative, especially like this was a debut movie. It was supposed to be like kind of, um, reflective of his life it was really I think supposed to be it was done by Judd Apatow and I think it was supposed to be like what train wreck was for Amy Schumer like a burgeoning comedian um a funny movie that's kind of similar to her life in New York and it was just bad but there were some interesting things I thought and I might my jaw hit the floor because Carly Aquilino was in it who is wow. a fabulous comedian from Girl Code, and she used to date Pete Davidson before he was cool. Like, she yeah. made him cool. Yeah. Wow. And she was just, like, one of his friends. She wasn't, like, a huge part of it, but I just thought it was interesting that they were working together. And Pete, obviously, he wrote the movie with Judd Apatow, so, like, he had a say in casting. Oh, my God. I still kind of ship if they ever wanted yeah. to work it out. Me too. I actually really ship um, – Carly Aquilino with the comedian from Guy Code, Chris DeSantino. I know they they haven't been together in a while, but I actually like really ship them together. Yeah, they were cute too. Okay, I haven't seen the movie. I I haven't decided yet if I'm going to watch it, Um, but I guess I won't be. Let me tell you, spoiler alert, it was Should I marry you? No, you're not going to watch it. Just listen to me. It was very long. And first of all, I was in 30 minutes before I realized that his mom, who's a main character, is Marissa Tomei. Perfect. Who's iconic from My Cousin Vinny. Um, I just, I couldn't really decide what was wrong with the movie. It had no plot. And then at the end, like, you never found out what happened. Like, he was just, like, this kind of, like, bum. Don't spoil it, just in case. Like, I probably will watch it at some point. Okay, there was no resolution. No, 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 no. No. 
there, I, I won't spoil it. There was no resolution at the end. Like there was a very small plot. Like, I don't even know if you could call it a plot. Like, I don't know if I could tell you what the movie was about, but then at the end, like there was like this one conundrum, like, is he going to do this or this? And you never found out, first of all. Second of all, it was just so frustrating to watch someone make poor decisions, you know? Like, that is just my least favorite thing. And honestly, my least favorite character in the whole movie was Pete. Like, he was just so annoying. But now let me get to the positives, because first of all, the movie was definitely like an homage and a um, a tribute to firefighters, specifically his dad. Like, Pete's character's name was Scott, and Sk- Scott is the name of Pete's dad. So, and there was like a whole firefighter like storyline. And I feel like the movie did a fabulous job of just like respecting the hell out of firefighters. Like they are truly like heroes and like, honestly, not enough people talk about it. So for that, I'm grateful the movie was made because it is an homage and it is an ode to firefighters and like the whole firefighting industry. Love that. And like they, they, they uh, dedicated it at the end to his dad and like that gave me chills. Like I loved, and honestly, I feel like the movie in a lot of ways tackled how Pete feels about his dad's death because he's always joking about it but obviously like everyone has real feelings but you never hear that and I think this movie was supposed to be like a more inward look on like what he actually goes through in dealing with his father's death and I thought that was really profound and it was really interesting to like know more about him but man it was a long movie like just to find that out um was it better or worse than big time adolescence oh I'm so glad you asked it was the same movie yeah, I felt like, Same I feel concept. like I've seen this movie. Oh, and, and, and Machine Gun Kelly was in it. It was well, so similar. I'm like, why are we making the same movie twice? That was like when they crazy. made two Cinderella's at the same time. No, but they weren't both starring Lily Collins. Yeah, that's true. You know, actually it was so similar. Like there was even a little kid element. Like they were in the same movie. Oh my God. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, they just took place in different towns. Was the other one not in Staten Island? No, it was giving me like more like suburban Westchester vibes. I'm not sure. No. It might have been. I think it was Staten Island. That would be crazy because the movies were so similar. And I was thinking that. I'm like, haven't I just seen this movie? And then when like the little kid character showed up, I'm like, all right, now this is a joke. Yeah, that's so funny. Okay, cool. You haven't persuaded like you, me one way or the other, really. So that's If good. you love Pete Davidson, like, you will like the movie because, first of all, it's all about him. Second of all, like, you you get to know, like, a deeper side of him that you never get to see, like, on SNL or in his stand-up because he's always, like, making jokes. But there's a person behind the jokes, and he's obviously, like, he has a lot of pain. And I think it was cool for him to, like, be so vulnerable. But if I'm looking this, like, like a movie critic, like, the movie was bad. Okay. Thank you, Sandy Kenyon. I said what I said. And I'm Sandy Kenyon with the Eyewitness News Movie Minute. Movie Minute. Cool. We've got to get Sandy Kenyon on this show. He's an, a New York icon. Yeah, we did. We'll work on that. That's a good goal. Add it to your list of guests that we want. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, Is there anything else? Did you watch anything? The only other thing that I watched was, was Songland with Ben Platt. And I just want to say that I'm pretty certain that it's the best episode of Songland yet. All four songs from the beginning, I, I didn't know how they were going to choose to three. The choice that they made was actually a really good choice. Ben Platt made a good point. And then the three songs were incredible. And the one that they chose, I didn't even think was the best one. And, and it's amazing. So um, I think like from a musical perspective, it's the best whole episode. I still think that the Old Dominion one where uh, Young came out is the best song from Songland. I also think there's some really good ones, but this Ben Platt episode is like, a, a perfect, if you had to explain to someone, like, what is Songland in one episode, like, I would show them that episode. 
Oh, that's good to know if you're trying to get, like, your husband to watch. If they're into Ben Platt. Like, I mean, I don't know who isn't, but I also, like, don't know that many people. Yeah, but I also love about Songland is that there's really an artist for everyone. Like, I don't necessarily watch every single episode. Um, Like, even though I love country, like, I did not watch the Martina McBride one because I just don't, like, I'm not a stan and I'm... I have limited time. Actually, that's not true. But you know what I mean? Like, there's episodes for everyone. They do country. They do pop. They do rock. They do old. They do new. So um, it's really, we were talking about this over the weekend. It's the perfect show. It's the perfect show. I hope it lives on forever. Um, now that I said that, and I, because the universe knows that I love it, like, it's going to be canceled. Um, but it's, it's Fortunately, everything Jackie likes does get canceled. So yes. bye, Songland. No, I think it does really well. I don't want to jinx it any further. <laughs> um, okay. I think that's all she wrote. I think that is all she wrote. Like she, I guess it's Monday. So she's a little tired to, from the jump and she's just like. Understandable. Done. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 1030 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us the Morning Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Pre-order my comedy special is available on iTunes, Disgrace Queen. And head over to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash Toast for extra content every month, videos, audios, all the stuff, Ben, Zach, Olivia, all the stuff. Check it out. Thank you for supporting. The new Toast. episode is up now. G and I in the queue, making the pizza, drinking some wine, listening to some music. It's good times. It's good vibes. Head over there now. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>